0: Coming up this week on Alex's Fun Little Podcast, we roast the car industry, a daily dance that will have you moving your mouth at the speed of light. And trigger warning, we're going to be talking about trends from the 2010s. Enjoy. Greetings. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Alex's Fun Little Podcast. I hope everyone is having a great week because today is Thursday. We've been thinking about switching up the day in which we released the podcast. I personally was thinking Mondays because I always see a bump in our numbers on Mondays. But then I did a poll on my Instagram, said, what's the best day? And overwhelming response. I didn't even tell you this, Michael, yet. It's Thursday, which is today.
1: So people are liking Thursday.
0: Yeah. So maybe we're on to something. Maybe it's like their pregame for the weekend. You know, like, let's. Let's get the mood right. We're getting excited. The week's almost over. Maybe Monday's more like, okay, back to the grind. And they want a more educational podcast, which this is, I mean, it's educational in its own way. But I do think this podcast is more pump up the party than improve myself.
1: Yeah, I could see that. So maybe Thursdays. Keep it Thursday.
0: All right. We just might. I do enjoy recording it more on Wednesdays and Tuesdays. Tuesdays is the worst day of the week. I stand by that. It's always the busiest. Monday, you're like getting back into your flow. You're feeling optimistic for the week. Tuesday, you're more tired. That's when shit hits the fan. The week seems long. Michael always says every Tuesday, it's only Tuesday. That'd be a great name for a podcast that you could release on Tuesdays. (laughs) Just full of ideas. We got a new car over the weekend. It has been a long, long saga of getting a car. So... We had a Volkswagen Tiguan in Vegas and it was just going to be too expensive to ship it over on one of those cars when we moved to Michigan. So we sold it there and I haven't had my own car here since we moved. We've had Michael's. And so we've been looking for a car. We know we need one. We're about to move into our house. Need that second car. It has been such a production and like my gripe of the week. Maybe we'll start a new segment here and now. Gripe of the week, car salespeople. I am sick and tired of the car buying process. First of all, goes without saying, very grateful that we can buy a car, lease a car, obviously. The process is inhumane. It's demoralizing. And they always have me at like my wits end by time I walk out. I don't think I've ever just been into a car dealership and I walk in and I'm like, oh, this is nice. They're going to sell me a car. I walk in, I look around, nobody wants to help me. I'm just standing there in the middle of the dealership. And then finally, maybe five, 10 minutes later, somebody comes up to me if I've waited that long. And they're like, what can I help you with today? Oh, I don't know. I would love an order of pancakes. No, I'm here to get a car. There's one reason I could possibly get here. And that is to get a vehicle. And they always act so surprised. Oh, okay. Like, What else are people coming in here for other than a car? So we had a whole saga with this one salesman. (laughs) We... We actually walked away from the car because we we're like, this is a horrible experience. Worst ever. We left a message for the managers. We're like, hey, you need to know this would happen. This was horrible. We don't want this to happen to anybody else. And he called us back. I was like, you know, what? I'm so sorry. Not acceptable. Not cool. And he did a deal with us on the car. So now you're going to see me sporting around town in in our new car. Michael did make me promise. This is a shared vehicle. This is not my car. This is one that we have to to share. So you'll also see Michael riding around town in it as well.
1: Definitely a lot more than our last one.
0: Yeah, the last one we were supposed to share, but it just kind of became mine. So, But I promise, I'm going to be better. I've matured. I've grown. It's time for the Daily Dance of the Week. And if you watch the Grammys, which we're not even going to discuss because it wasn't worth discussing, the performance is fine, the clothes, not great, red carpet, trash. But the Daily Dance song will come as no surprise if you watch the incredible tribute to hip-hop. So the Song of the Week is... Break your neck. Busta rhymes. It like I never did so he performed his verse from Look at Me Now. And if you think Look At Me Now is fast when he's doing it on the recording, it was like he was in fast-forward mode. He was in 10X. I just can't believe. Somebody's mouth can move that quick. Like the the recording is like, yeah, that's amazing. Incredible talent. It's like you're watching something superhuman. And Busta Rhymes with Break Your Neck has given us such an iconic song. It's great for driving to work. It's great after you drop your kids off at school and you just need a moment for yourself. I did, not to like toot my own horn, in college, I became really obsessed with Look At Me Now. And I... Really tried my hardest to also memorize the Lil Wayne part, Busta Rhymes part. And maybe I should do it here. I can test it out. I will do this from memory. I will not look at the words. <clears throat> We're going to give it a rough shot. Ready? Michael, can you start me off? All you have to say is, let's go. Like in the song. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is maybe a bad idea. No, I'm going to try it. This is. I'm going to do my best.
1: Let's go. Because
0: I'm feeling like I'm running. and I feel like I got to get away, get away, get away. But I know that I don't and I won't ever stop because, you know, I got to win every day, day. See, they really want to pop me? Sure. Just know that you will never flop me. And I know I can be a little cocky. You ain't never going to stop me. Every time I come up, got to set it and I got to go and I got to get it and I got to blow and I got to shutter anything i be doing because it, it doesn't matter because I'm going to da 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 then I'm going to murder everything and anything about a boom, bada-bing. I got to do a lot of things, make it clear to a couple that I always win and I got to get it in again and again. And I've been doing it to death now and move a little file, Uh better call the ref and everybody knows my style and knows that I'm the best when it comes to doing this and i be banging on my chest. I'm banging it in the east and I'm banging it in the west and I come to give you more and I will never give you less. You will hear it on the street and you can read in the press. Do you really want to know what's next? Michael, say let's go.
1: <laughs> let's go.
0: <laughs> oh, God, I don't remember this part. Um, something we all up in the race, and you know, we got to go. We try to keep up the pace and we struggle and hustling and, and sending it in to get in and we got to do it. Take it to another place. Got to taste it. And I got to grab it. And I got to cut through this traffic just to beat at the top of the throne. You know I got to have it.
1: Have it. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That's well, a B plus.
0: I can definitely do the Lil Wayne part better, but like for another time. I wonder
1: how they recorded that. There's did he really do that? Michael,
0: on... did you not? Oh, you didn't watch the Grammys. That's right. You were oh, watching. You were watching golf. I will replay it for you later, the Grammys. He does it live on stage ten times faster than on the recording. It's unbelievable. Like his mouth is moving at the speed of light. It's crazy. Uh thank you for being here for my performance. But don't listen to me. Go listen to Break Your Neck. <laughs> If one of your New Year's goals was to be a better version of yourself, let's start with your lips, with Lip Gloss Boss. I cannot say enough good things about this brand. It's a small business, it's woman-owned, and they make truly some of the best glosses in the world. Lip Gloss Boss makes uniquely mint-infused glosses that are never sticky, always hydrating, and made to last. Perfect for long wear, their Magic Wand glosses go on like a gloss, but wear as a stain for long-lasting color and hydration. Balmy Gloss is the ultimate hybrid balm-gloss combo. It locks in moisture while providing an ultra-glossy finish. It's also a multi-use product that is safe for lips, lids, and everywhere in between. So basically, more bang for your buck. But my favorite, favorite, favorite part of Lip Gloss Boss Lip Glosses, say that 10 times fast, is that they are mint-infused ultra-hydrating glosses. So every time you apply... It gives you a little minty refresh. And who doesn't want that? They're also at a really reasonable price point at $16 each for the Magic Wand Gloss and $14 for the Balmy Gloss. But you, dear listener, get a discount. Use code FUNLITTLEGLOSS for 20% off your order at lipglossboss.com. Again, FUNLITTLEGLOSS for 20% off your order at lipglossboss.com. Is this your year of being a boss? Then wear lip gloss. This week's topic spawned from, you know, it's fashion week around the world, and they keep saying, like, Y2K is still in full force, Y2K. And it made me think, what's going to happen after Y2K? And I immediately shuddered with fear, thinking that it meant 2010s style was going to be coming back into fashion. And if you were a teenager in college during the 2010s, I'm sorry, but it was a truly awful time for fashion. It was the worst. If I do say so myself, that's my opinion. I am kept awake at night at the thought of having to bring back some of the trends from the 2010s. So I thought today we would go through the top 10 worst fashion trends from the 2010s. So for me, these were things I was wearing in college. And I decided to give myself a little bit of early morning PTSD today I was laying in bed and I was going through all my photos from college, looking at what I was wearing, what my friends were wearing, and I was so triggered by my own self. It was by far my worst fashion chapter of my life. Was I having fun? Yes. Would I do it over the same way? I would change some things. But these were the top 10 worst. Starting off strong at number 10, a blazer over everything. Now, we are seeing now in fashion, we're wearing oversized blazers and leggings and sneakers. Cool. It's very Danish, Swedish influencer style. But back then, we were wearing like a tailored blazer, like one that came in at the waist with like a mini skirt and a tank top to the club. I almost wanted to cosplay as a woman that was coming from her corporate job like at a magazine, big time magazine editor. And then just, oops, I didn't have time to go home and change because I'm such a busy businesswoman. Let me go into the club in my blazer. I'm not going to take it off. I had a lot of pictures with one blazer in particular where it was just like any outfit I was wearing, I was throwing it on. And it was really tailored and like pulled in at the waist. Oh, and like ruched in the sleeves, like just, you know, on the end of the cuff, like just a little, just a little ruching for a little flavor. It was giving businesswoman special while I was at the wayside drinking $2 PBRs. I think I met you in a blazer, Michael.
1: Was that right? Yeah, I think it was a black blazer.
0: Oh, no. God, I mean, it still worked out. There's I, there's I hope for I was the world. There's hope for the world, yeah. Maybe you thought I was like a lady. Like I was I was classy. Even though I, I remember distinctly I dipped my hair in, in beer and you had to tell
1: me. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> so that wasn't real ladylike, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> it was a mistake. My hair was very long. I think I was trying to like fling it over my shoulder, be sexy. And somehow it ended up in somebody else's. $2 pint night. This next one was for everyone of all genders. No one was immune to this 2010 trend. And that was number nine, shutter shades. We were all walking around with wall side windows on our freaking face. I think they were brought to popularity by LMFAO. They were the sunglasses with no function. And they were like shutters like it wasn't like a lens. It was like the little lines across your face, like rave culture, all that. But did anybody really look good in those? Like, I know they went with a T that said, like, Frankie says, relax or like something else in really big letters. Shutter shades were the worst of society. Michael, did you ever wear a shutter shade even once like a party like you saw him at a party and threw him on?
1: Never wore a shutter shade
0: never you never Mm -hmm. threw it on a part lol look at me i look like the guys from lmfao
1: (laughs) no can you see me in that
0: (laughs) i don't know maybe once if you're feeling goofy
1: i think the craziest i got was wearing a lime green pair of sunglasses on spring break
0: oh like the ray bands like with the sides that were lime green like the
1: two dollar ones do you still have them no
0: didn't they have something on the side i remember seeing those in your car though like when we first met the
1: spring break sunglasses yeah they
0: said on the on the side like 1-800 call sam or something yeah Sam was doing spring break merch, trying to get new clients. Number eight, hair feathers. Now, I've seen hair feathers coming back in the last couple months. And good for you, great. Now, this does not apply to hair feathers for cultural celebration, cultural reasons. Those are cool. This was me going to a hair salon in Mount Pleasant and having a single... Little feather put in like under my hair, and you could not have told me shit after I got that feather in my hair. I was the hottest thing that had ever happened to Mount Pleasant. All my friends were the hottest things that had ever happened to Central Michigan. There was something about the one feather that said, I'm hot, it said, I'm cool. It was the ultimate accessory because I could be running to class in the morning and be like, shoot, I just have to put on some leggings and a big sweatshirt. Oh, it really doesn't matter. I'm dressed up because I have a hair feather. And then I remember I started to get a little bit more crazy. I got a second one put in that was pink. I got a third one put in that was like a lighter blonde. And then my hair would grow and it would kind of be like falling out. It was hair wraps for adults. Now that I think about it, we grew out of hair wraps and kind of out of, like, the one-off pieces, you know, you'd put, like, one little hair piece in that was maybe pink in high school or blue for a party, and we went straight to feathers. I felt like a celebrity with that feather. That feather made me somebody. Number seven, the reason we all have to get Botox pretty much, uh, headbands over your forehead.
1: What's wrong with those?
0: It was a choice. When you'd have, like, a skinny little headband that maybe you'd just get from, like, the drugstore, and instead of wearing it in your hair, it would go, like, across your forehead. And I do think it's not even a wrinkle that I have in my forehead. It's just a permanent embedding from the headband that stayed around my head in the years 2010 to 2012. When I was going through pictures this morning, I was in shock, honey, over all the photos I had of just a thin gold metallic braided headband over my forehead. I was wearing it in Italy when I studied abroad with bathing suits. I thought I was European chic. I'm sure they were all laughing at me. That's fine. But again, it was one of those things where it's like I can be wearing any outfit. And if I just put a headband over my head, like, I'm good. At one point I was in Chicago and I was wearing it was like a elastic black headband, but on one side of it it had a gigantic flower. Gigantic. it took up half the side of my head. And I remember thinking like I am Carrie Bradshaw. Like Carrie Bradshaw, eat your mother effing heart out. You never dared to put one across your forehead. At one point, there probably is going to be some kind of, you know, commercial on TV. You are entitled to financial compensation if you had a headband across your forehead and it permanently altered, like, maybe the shape of your brain. I wouldn't be surprised. This one, again, number six, I think we're on, goes across all all genders. No one was immune to this. And that was ironic slash funky patterns or prints. All of a sudden, society came to a halt and we decided to start putting things on socks like llamas and taking shirts and just putting like a mustache on the pocket. That was society's fall from grace. Things really took a turn when we all thought we are goofy as hell for putting an owl on this T-shirt, on a necklace.
1: I like to think of it in a different light, like that Twitter video that I showed you last night. Mm -hmm. I think you should think of it more. Look at all the progress we've made. (laughs)
0: since the 2010s
1: no since the beginning of time
0: (laughs) I don't know I think they were kind of dressing better at the beginning of time like some of those frilly socks were chic but then we just started wearing socks again with like llamas on them why and we thought it was hilarious we thought it was the funniest thing and I see them all the time now in thrift stores like leggings with something goofy on it a mustache t-shirt or and Michael, I know you had these because I've seen them when we were going through the stuff in your closet in your childhood home. T-shirts with like sayings on them. That was a little before the 2010s. T-shirts that said like, I've got game, but then it had like footballs and like basketballs and stuff underneath it. Like ironic saying T-shirts. Hollister really went hard with those. Like in er In the early 2000s, they had the ones that played into Laguna Beach, which I thought was the coolest thing. Like that was the multiverse for me was the crossover between, like, Laguna Beach and the Hills and Hollister. Marvel can eat their heart out. That was the original. Was that the Megaverse? Multiverse? Whatever that is. I did see one on Etsy the other day, though. (laughs) And it said, not flirting, just hot and talking. And I kind of want that. Michael, would you rather wear an ironic T-shirt that says, I'm kind of a big deal? God, oh my God, I'm cringing. Or, I'm not angry, that's just my face. (laughs)
1: they are so bad. Are these Target or Hollister?
0: These are just ones I've searched for online. They're available on Zazzle if anybody wants it.
1: I think the second one, I'm not angry. That's just my face. But they're both terrible.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. It's like, it's too bad.
1: Is it I'm kind of a big deal and it's a pickle?
0: Oh, I can't go on. Stop the episode. That could ass. be better. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. What about golf? Because murder is wrong. How are those two correlated? Yeah, I don't know. Because you hit things?
1: Or maybe because like you'll kill someone if you don't get to golf.
0: Maybe for you. (laughs) I think it's like to hit something with a club. Uh, Another one I found here online. In my defense, I was left unsupervised. You should be supervised in a mental institution if you're wearing that. Number five, cold shoulder tops. Because nothing said I'm sexy like being covered from head to toe except for your shoulders. Like just your shoulders. That was, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give the world a little sneak peek of what I've got going on with these, with these shoulders, these bad boys. And they were deep, deep, cold shoulders. I remember it would go down like halfway down my arm, which honestly, for me, wasn't the most flattering, but it, it just gave it a little spice, gave it a little flavor, new meaning to them, giving them the cold shoulder. And I still see cold shoulder tops around. I'm not dogging on anyone. If you're still wearing cold shoulders, some of them can be very cute. But back then, it was either like half your arm or just like the top of your shoulder looking like a little bald man's head. I do remember in elementary school, I don't know if anybody else does, but I got in trouble in first grade because I was wearing like a big oversized t-shirt and it was Tweety Bird and it kept like falling off my shoulder. I remember my teacher was like, you can't show your shoulders. Like, that's bad. And I've got to say, sexualizing shoulders is also one of the worst things society has done. Like, it's my shoulder. What do you think you're going to be doing? doing to my shoulder
1: yeah i never understood that either
0: right like in school and like cover up your shoulders boys are gonna get distracted by what if they're getting distracted by my shoulder they should be questioned by the police we have bigger problems yeah Yeah. (laughs) if you are sexualizing a young girl's shoulder that's a you problem that's not on me i'm just trying to air out my armpits because it's hot in the school you guys don't turn the air conditioning on but in college i was kind of again along the lines of us wanting to be business professionals I really think there was something into the trend of looking like I just got off work and I just rushed to get here because I'm so cosmopolitan. I'm a sex in the city girl. I'm on the hills. And cold shoulders is one of those things. You wear like a little tailored trouser and your cold shoulder top is like, I'm business. But I came to this club to let loose from the, the hardships of my career job. But really, I was in like algebra two. Number four, high, low. High-low really became popular in the 2010s. We still see it now. It's fine. Again, not dogging on anyone that wears it now. But I remember when high-low started coming out, I started seeing it on websites like Toby, Lulu's, Nasty Gal. I was like, this is it. Society has created a solution for, I want to be formal, but I want to show a little leg and just the front of them. I'm okay with being cold so everyone can see the front of my legs. It was stylized. It was trendy. It made you feel really elevated to just be wearing a dress and be like, oh, this could have been a regular maxi dress, but actually high-low. When they go low, I go high-low. I think that's what Michelle Obama was trying to say. I personally would not wear a high-low now because as a person that is five feet tall, five foot one on a good day, it really cuts me off and makes me look very short. It does not lengthen me at all. It's like cut me off right at my thigh, but then have it be long in the back. But I felt very gone with the wind, very dramatic, very fabulous. I see this slowly coming back. I've been looking for bridesmaids dresses and I keep seeing it. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's coming. It's coming. Just like all these 2010 trends. I'll just either wear a mini dress or I'll wear a, f- a full dress. You don't need to give me the best of both worlds because it truly ends up being the worst of both. OK, we're into the top three. And number three, the original pap smear, high-waisted shorts. Those things were so far up your you know where it was it was violating by cotton. I'd like to thank Taylor Swift. I really think she helped uh, like bring these into the social trend circle because they weren't just like high waisted shorts like they were up to my bra line, but they were short like I wanted them to almost show the end of my butt cheeks and I ended up just looking like a sluttier Mickey Mouse especially when they had buttons like up either side because they were tailored. Again, I needed to be business professional, but just a little hoey. High-waisted shorts were only flattering if you were a contestant on America's Next Top Model. They cut you off at a horrible place. It didn't stop me from wearing them out and about and thinking I was hot shit when really I was going to have them surgically removed from my areas. And they were deeply uncomfortable. Like when you sit down, then the waistline would be like up to your neck. But then it would be cutting into you right at your most vulnerable parts. If somebody brings back super high-waisted shorts, I will go live in the woods. I will remove myself from society because I can't trust us to make good decisions when we are willingly making ourselves suffer by wearing high-waisted shorts. I barely want to wear shorts. And now you're going to add in the high-waisted element? No, thank you. I will say, I think men's shorts in the last couple of years have become a little bit more high-waisted. They brought up the hem lines. They brought up the waist a little bit more. And I do like that. That's sharp. Michael's swim trunks have gone down by, like, the the hem. It's, like, three inches shorter. And that's nice. You guys were wearing full pants before in the pool.
1: I know. It's so hard to swim with those, too. They just stick on your thigh.
0: The long ones. The long ones. Yeah, don't they, like, weigh you down? Isn't they that, do, like, a yeah. drowning risk?
1: I don't know if they're that bad. But I do like the shorter ones. They're Yeah.
0: Better. They're just more sporty. They're more fun. How much money would I have to pay you to wear a Speedo in Italy this fall?
1: There is no amount.
0: Okay. So you'll do it for free is what you're saying?
1: No, there is no amount you could pay me.
0: Oh. I'm excited to go to an Italian beach.
1: Yeah, I know. Me too.
0: I I, I will go nude. Not full, but... We'll see. (laughs) I remember when I went to Italy when I was in college, I was like, I can't believe people are women are just out here with their tops off. Like... But it was just so like organic. They're just like swimming in the ocean. I was like, that looks so free. But I obviously wasn't gonna do that at 19. I was scared. But now at 31, like I think I could be her.
1: I would love that for you. (laughs) We'll see.
0: I'm gonna do it. Not full though. That's that's too much. Like, that's way too much.
1: We're talking about bottoms.
0: I'm keeping my bottoms. Of course,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know what? I'm 31 now. I'll be 30. Oh my god, I'll be 32. I think it's time. I'll be a little daring. Great. Okay. And I'm not going to walk around town with my top off. Like I'm going to go in the ocean. I might slip it off while I'm in there. Fun. I will not be wearing high-waisted shorts. Number two, bandage skirts. And I'm talking bandage skirts as in like they could have been the bandage or Leger kind or more often it was the Forever 21, the Target, just a cotton skirt that was high-waisted and it was kind of tight like a bandage skirt. I would say 90% of the pictures of me in college, I am wearing a bandage skirt with a blazer. I had striped ones. I had print ones, solid colored ones, neon ones. They were the ultimate staple. Like now I'm like, ooh, a staple is a great button down oversized shirt. A staple is a great trouser. Back then it was a bandage skirt that was pilled, stretched out, and too short. But they went with everything. Like when no one was there for me, bandage skirts were. I could wear it to the club. I could wear it to a bar. I could wear it to a party. I could even wear it like to a family party with a pair of tights and a sweater. And honestly, I do see this one coming back and I see myself being suckered into it. I really do. And I'm I'm scared for myself of what I could become. But I could definitely see a moment where like it's a mini bandage skirt and I'm wearing an oversized sweater and tall boots. So if you see me in the streets wearing a bandage skirt, don't come for me. I'm admitting this, that I'm weak for the bandage skirt, not the bandage dress. That's too much. I even saw an an Hervé Leger one at Goodwill for like $12. And even that, I was like, I can't buy that. I'm not doing that. But a bandage skirt? I'm not above it. I'm I'm honestly not. And it felt like a uniform in a way. Looking back at pictures, every girl in the photo was wearing a different type of bandage skirt. One was cheetah. One was black and white striped. One was blue. One was red. The classic black. I had a classic black one from H&M. That was my favorite thing ever. And I think the bandage skirt brought us together. I think it was a sign of unity, a sign of peace. And that is what we need now as a society. Maybe what we're missing is the bandage skirt. And that will be what I run on in 2024 for local office. (laughs) Never say never. Number one, and I feel like if you had one of these, you are going to feel the weight of it as soon as I say it. The bubble necklace. The bubble necklace was a gigantic statement necklace that was made up by little colorful circles. You could get it J Crew, you could get it Banana Republic. Eventually, for Love Twenty One, Target. When I saw the bubble necklace for the first time, I'm sure it was on Pinterest with some girl wearing like a striped Dolman long sleeve shirt, her hair in a bun on the top of her head, jeans, Jeffrey Campbell boots accessorized by a bright teal bubble necklace this gave way to the statement necklace it did but the original was the bubble i remember it was it was expensive like a j crew and everything it was expensive but i got my first one with the j crew outlet and first they were like flat circles then they became kind of like hanging pendants to me the like topaz teal one was the pinnacle of chic but there was black there was coral there were ones that were multicolored But all you needed in your wardrobe was like a white tank top, a pair of jeans, and bubble necklace. The more layers, in my mind, the richer you are. (laughs) If you had two layers, it was like, cool. Three layers, fabulous. Four layers, whoa. Five layers, Jeff Bezos. Billionaire. For me, the best outfit was a white pair of jeans with a tucked-in denim shirt, buttoned all the way up, and a white bubble necklace. The bubble necklace is why Pinterest exists, and I firmly believe that. You know how they say Google Images? was invented because of J-Lo's Versace dress, uh, I think at the Grammys. Pinterest exists because people were like, what is this necklace I'm seeing and where can I get it and how can I style it? I do not want to see the bubble necklace come back. I am older. My bones are more frail and brittle. My frame cannot support the weight of a bubble necklace. It's like wearing a Flava Flave clock. Bubble necklace, we thank you for your service to the trends, but you can stay in the 2010s. For me... The 2010s was really about kind of finding myself. When I look back at these photos, I'm like, man, I was so lost. Like, no idea who I was style-wise. I was following every trend. And some of these were truly like a detriment to myself and society. And if they come back, I will not bite. Like, why 2K? I'm like, let me have a little bit of fun. You know, let me get something goofy. A feather top, a crazy sweater, a prop flip phone. That is something I've thought about for the last couple days. Like, one I can put over the waistband of my jeans. I won't. I won't do it. Mm. No. I won't. But the 2010s, I don't need it to come back. Keep it. Fast forward to three months from now when I'm like searching bubble necklaces on eBay at three o'clock in the morning. I have a sickness.
1: Fully agree with that. Okay.
0: It's time for a five-star hype up. And you guys have been leaving some good reviews. And like I've always said, they just touch my heart every single time. And today I would like to touch the heart of love you, Dima. I hope that's right who said, it's like chatting with your best friend. Hey, best friend, you said you'll recommend this podcast to your mom, your coworkers, and the mailman? Honestly, this would be great for a male person to listen to. They've got a long day. and We've got a lot of episodes. Well, in the spirit of being besties, has anyone told you today how wonderful you are? How fantastic you are? How great you are doing at everything in life and you're trying your best and it shows? Some people are put on this earth just to be joyful And bless other people. And you are that person for me. And for so many others, I am sure. You rated the podcast a 10 out of 10. I'm rating you a 100 out of 10. For being the most kind, beautiful, wonderful person. If anything's getting you down in life, I've got to say life has underestimated you. But I haven't. You are capable of doing anything, of being anything, and living life to the fullest potential. If you ever have negative self-talk like I do, Stop yourself, turn around and say, I know who I am. And that is one bad bitch. Everything you are is everything you need in this life to have the most beautiful, fabulous existence. I love you so much. And I love everyone who listened this week and last week and the week before that. You were all amazing. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, probably on Thursday. Have a great week. Bye.